Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Are you hungry yet? Friends, if you're not hungry listening to this podcast, I can probably guarantee you're going to be hungry by the end. Welcome back. I'm Father Rico, and it's about feeding of the 5,000 which are more fans than the Arizona Coyotes are going to have in their home stadium this year. What does that say? Another topic of another podcast. Let's stick to Jesus, right? Luke chapter 9, verses 10 to 17. On their return, the apostles told Jesus all that they had done. He took them with him and withdrew privately to a city called Bethsaida. When the crowds found out about it, they followed him, and he welcomed them, and spoke to them about the kingdom of God, and healed those who needed to be cured. The day was drawing to a close, and the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so that they may go to the surrounding villages and countryside to lodge and to get provisions, for we are here in a deserted place. Jesus said to them, You give them something to eat. They said, We have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless we are to go and buy food for all these people. For there were about 5,000 men. Jesus said to the disciples, Make them sit down in groups of about 50 each. They did so and made all sit down. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, Jesus looked up to heaven and blessed and broke them and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. Then all ate and were filled. What was left over was gathered up, twelve baskets of broken pieces. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but some of my favorite scriptures have to do with eating. Maybe it's the whole Italian thing, or maybe it's just Father Rico in general. But eating gets us excited, gets me excited at least. This idea of providing for their needs is something that Jesus always identifies. And yet how easy it is for the apostles to dismiss their need based on the number of people. When we want to spend time with someone, do we not generally invite them to a meal of some kind? Perhaps a nice dinner at our house, a barbecue in the summer? A nice pasta meal, which is appropriate every day as far as I'm concerned. When we find ourselves longing to grow in relationship with one another, we want to spend more time with them and we share a meal with them. That's why the Lord calls us to his altar, the Eucharistic table. God wishes to spend a meal with us. But the meal is not only to spend time together, but rather it's to recognize a need. For human beings, from babies all the way to the end of our lives, we recognize hunger. That is a common human need, a basic human need. And so satisfying one's hunger is the deepest desire of every human heart for survival. Jesus recognizes this, but the apostles are afraid to address it because of the number of people. As the gospel says, it's 5,000 men. So let's think 
it's going to at least be equal of women, so that puts us at 10,000, and I'm sure there's a few kids running around, so that could push us anywhere between 11 to 15,000, maybe more. Imagine you being asked to feed everyone at a stadium, Scotiabank Arena, just shy of 20,000. Okay, go ahead and feed all those people. You might be thinking, with what resources? How much is this going to cost me? The apostles are always looking at limitations. They can't see the bigger picture. If Jesus is inviting them to feed the crowds, he's talking about feeding them in different ways. It took a while for the apostles to realize that Jesus is actually more interested in their hunger and their hearts, and the knowledge of God, to come to know him and on a deeper level. But he starts with the basic human need and then goes deeper into the spiritual needs of the individual human heart. So too it is for us. How many times does Jesus ask us to feed others? Sometimes literally. And yet so few people help out at soup kitchens. Why is that? Well, let the poor feed themselves, just as the apostle said. Let them go out and get their own food. Let them sort it all out for themselves. Is that our responsibility as a friend of Jesus? Are we not called to assist others who are in need? Is it not also our responsibility to fix the structure of our world and our society to make sure that the human needs of each one of us are met, whether we live in Canada, the United States, or anywhere in the world? Is hunger in Africa a problem for us? Are struggles in the Middle East a problem for us? Or are we dismissive like the apostles? What can I do? I'm just one person. Well, if we focus that if every single person did a little bit more, would that not be combating the hunger in our world? Jesus can never be outdone in generosity. And so not only does he feed the people, but he makes sure that there's leftovers. Twelve baskets full. That exhibits for us the overabundance that God gives. Notice that Jesus praises God first, by looking up to heaven, and then he has more than enough to address the human needs. Do we find our strength from on high? How many times do I feel not equipped to address the problems of the people around me, my own problems, the church's problems, etc.? And I have to realize that indeed God is with me and God is going to deliver what needs to take place to address these needs. So do I look for his guidance? Or am I quick to say to others, I'm not qualified, I don't have the education, I don't have the time, I don't have the resources. Find help elsewhere. Am I willing to take the time on the phone to listen to the friend who's struggling in their marriage? Am I willing to tutor my friend at school who may be struggling in calculus class? 
Am I willing to take that extra time to listen to the story of grandma and grandpa who have repeated the same story over and over when I visit them at their senior home or at their house? These are just some ways in which we may be called by God to help feed others. When's the last time I spoke about God in my own family unit? When's the last time I spoke about in my social circles the way that God has lifted me out of my own struggle to help me to get to a place where I only could dream of? Wow, this passage is deep, isn't it? In the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus opens the apostles' mind and all of us to the infinite power of God that with very little, God can do much. May we never feel that one person cannot make a difference, for there are many cases in which one individual changed the world. I think of Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta, one of my favorite saints. She just started caring for the poor one person at a time. Are we willing to do the same? How many daily encounters does God give us that are opportunities of grace in which we meet a brother or a sister in need? And at times with limited resources, we are called to act on behalf of God. The Lord has no hands but ours. The Lord has no feet but ours. Am I willing to be the hands and feet of Jesus in my own family? my own parish family, my local community. Friends, let's not be limited in our minds like the apostles. Let's not focus on the no's. Let's not focus on the I can'ts. Let's not focus on the it's not my problems. Let's focus on the yes, Lord, use me, transform me, help me, to meet my brother or sister where they are. Lord, we bring to you all that are hungering, hungering for basic human needs, hungering for a depth in relationship with you, hungering to be heard, respected, understood, and listened to. You always take the time to meet us in our need. Please continue to send others to help us to be your hands and feet in our lives. And we, we learn from the apostles that you are calling each of us to do our part, to not only recognize the need in others, but to act upon it. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, Please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks, and God bless.